Hello and welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed. In fact, the inaugural maiden voyage, actually, of the Mustang Sports Feed. I'm Professor Bob Dixon, and I'm here with Mason Nesbitt, our Sports Information Director. And uh, what we'll be doing for the, we say Mason, for the uh, foreseeable future is... Foreseeable future is probably a safe way to phrase <laughs> that, Bob. <laughs> we we're going to be we'll be rolling out the Sports Feed as... as uh, Regularly as possible, uh, with, with a, an eye toward just uh, informing the community about what, what's going on in the athletic department and uh, here on, at Masters. So uh, what, what do we got going on for today's episode? Well, Bob, I, th- I think a good way to start would be just to catch people up on what has been going on and where we are. All right. Um, we're kind of picking this movie up right before the climactic scene in some cases for these fall sports. We've got men's and women's soccer about to go into the GSAC tournament. Um, women's volleyball is winding down. That's about to, to head into the GSAC tournament. And then um, cross country. We've got the cross country finals uh, this weekend and, and um, a lot, lot going on there as well. And uh, just a, a slight preview for women's basketball for, for next term. We we have a special guest today, right? Yeah, Stephanie Suarez is going to join us uh, on the inaugural podcast. We thought, hey, we'll start with the tallest uh, woman on campus. Go tall or go home. And uh, so Stephanie's going to join us later, and we will uh, we'll wrap up with that. Okay, so well, let's just jump right in then. Uh, what's what's uh, around around the uh, horizon for for our fall teams? Probably the biggest thing coming up this weekend, um, at least on Friday, is going to be the GSAC Cross Country Championships. We've got our men's team who's looking for a tenth, yes, ten straight um, GSAC title, um, and then we've got Ariana Giorso on the women's side who is a strong contender to win the women's individual title. Um, so for the men. It really hasn't been as close this season as it has been in past years. A lot of these years, you've got Westmont right there nipping at their heels. The men really have been pretty dominant this year. There's a ton of depth. It starts with Stephen Pacheco and Wesley Metham up top, but they're about five, six, seven guys deep. Wow. Okay. Um, so obviously nothing's for sure. You know, they're not taking their foot off the pedal, but the men look like a, a, a not a lock, but close to a lock to win that 10th straight title on Friday morning. So 10 straight titles, is that uh, a reflection of, of the, uh, the cross-country community here in, in town or, or, or what? And most of these teams have pretty much always, you, you get those Saugus guys, you get a guy from Hart um, that's going to help that team. A lot of it, though, is that, that consistency in the coaching staff. you got Zach Schrader and his wife Amy Schrader leading that program, running it um, about as well as any program in the NEI. And so I think that has a lot to do with this dominant run that they're on, that they, they're going to look to keep going at 9 a.m. on Friday morning down in Irvine. And so are you, are you predicting a championship? Are you saying that, uh, that are you going to go out on that limb here? I, again, nothing is for sure, but they've been very dominant this year. Um, and again, that depth allows for the fact that, hey, they could have a third or fourth runner not have a fantastic day. And then they've got a you know a fifth, sixth, seventh guy that can step up and fill those slots. So I think that gives them some room for error. And then on the women's side for Ariana, it's just a question of, you know, is she going to have her best day Friday morning? Vanguard's got two great runners, Marissa Thompson and Madison Parr. Um, they've kind of gone back and forth with Ariana this year. Ariana beat them at our home meet, so now it's it's uh, who gets the last laugh on Friday. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk soccer. Soccer. Uh, there's been a, a pretty pretty decent track record here for for our, our soccer teams. How many how many playoffs uh, in a row now for the men? The men have not missed the GSAC tournament since 2010. Wow. Okay. Very good. It was so, a close call this year. They're they're the sixth seed, um, but they're in. 
So they'll play at Vanguard on Saturday at noon, and then the women are going to host Menlo on Saturday at 11 a.m. Okay, so if the, if the men are coming in as a six seed, how many seed, how many, how many get in? Six. Six. So they're, they're playing the number one seed? Is that, that no, so the number one and the number two seeds get a bye. Okay. So Vanguard is the number three seed. I think the thing that's encouraging for men's soccer is that, yes, they're the sixth seed, but they've beaten or played well against every, every top team in the conference. The number one seed, Westmont, Masters tied them. Okay. Number two seed, Menlo, we beat them 2-0. Um, number three seed, Vanguard, who are obviously playing on Saturday, tied scoreless um, all the way through the 85th minute until Vanguard pulled out the 1-0 win. So the men are capable of beating any of these teams. It's just a question of can they put a run together. So what would you say is the key uh, for, for obviously their, their defense is solid. If they're, if, you know, if that'll keep you in a game. Um, but they haven't. They have yet to score against uh, their their uh, opponent. This uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come down to can they put the ball in the net. So um, they had a, they had a great stretch recently where they scored nine goals in two games, but that came against Arizona Christian and San Diego Christian, two you know good teams, but not teams that are in the GSAC tournament. So against Westmont, it was a zero zero tie against Vanguard. Obviously, the one zero loss. So it's gonna come down to can they put the ball in the net. They've got the guys to do it. Dylan Blansky's got 13 goals and four assists this year. Luis Garcia Sosa, one of the returning all GSAC guys, has really been coming, you know, finding his form lately, had two goals and two assists in a game last week. So they've got the guys to do it. It's just a question of is it going to happen on Saturday. And so talk about the women then. How, how, how are their prospects? Who so the women are the number three seed. Okay. They're going to host Menlo, a team they beat 2-1 to one earlier this year. All right. um, they're led by Kendall Borman, who's got 12 goals on the year and three assists. Um, and talking to Curtis Lewis earlier this year, that 10-goal that mark for the women's soccer team, that really is kind of a mark of like the elite scorers in program history. Not that many have gotten 10 and above. So really a pretty special season for Kendall. Um, and again, for the women's soccer team, it's can they put the ball in the net? And in the games that they have, they've been great. They beat Westmont, who was ranked sixth in the country at the time, three to two. Um, but then last week, obviously, that 2 0 loss at San Diego Christian kind of puts them on the bubble as far as an at large berth in the NAI tournament. And so it really is important for them to at least make a deep run in this, this GSAC tournament. Okay, so for our listeners who may not know, to catch us up a bit on, on how these. GSAC tournaments play out. Is it single elimination? Is it is it a round robin? How does it work? So it is single elimination. So the number one and the number two seed gets a bye, and then the three seed hosts the six seed, and the four seed hosts the five seed. And are there obviously if you win the GSAC, you're, that's an automatic berth into the NAIA tournament. Right. So on the men's side, the regular season champion receives a bye directly to the final sixteen of the NAIA tournament. Now that's Westmont on the men's side. On the women's side. And that's because the men, um, as a conference, we host the national tournament down in Irvine. So the GSAC hosts the men's soccer national tournament, so we get that automatic. Get a little perk? Absolutely. So last year they went to Vanguard. This year went to Westmont. Next year I have a feeling it's going to Masters. Um, this year, for the, on the women's side, so that GSAC tournament champion gets an automatic bid to uh, the national tournament. And then after that there are at-large bids there are at-large bids, and okay. there are more at-large bids this year than in the past. But the Mustangs, that, that loss last week at San Diego Christian kind of puts them in a precarious position. The, the win over Westmont was huge, and kind of, I think in the last poll, they were right on the edge. They would have been like the 26th team in the country. Um, but I think they definitely need a deep run, if not win this tournament this weekend. And so that's the women. Now, for the men, they're coming in as the sixth seed. Correct. 
Are they going to need to win the whole thing to get in? The men need to win. If the men are going to make the national tournament, they, they need to win the tournament. But, again, I really think they could. It's just a question of can they get on a run and, and can they put the ball in the net. That sounds like the start of a really good sports story. Let's see how it ends, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, see, uh, we'll see about that sports story. Okay, so we, we are at an interesting uh, stage in the, in the year, in the academic calendar. We're, 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 seeing, we're coming into the, the home stretch for these sports we've talked about, but we're also now at the start of uh, several sports that are just around the corner or have already started. Yeah, this, is, this Bob, is what we call crossover season. This is a season where Mason Nesbitt gets very low sleep. I don't see my wife as often as I should. I'm sorry, Sabrina. <laughs> Saturday is really a great example of that. So okay. Saturday we've got 11 a.m. women's soccer, GSEC tournament. We've got 2 p.m. women's volleyball. We've got 5 p.m. women's basketball. And we've got 7 p.m. men's basketball all at home. So there is a lot going on. And for women's volleyball, this is their last weekend of the regular season. They've got senior night Friday night against Ottawa, and then Saturday they're going to host Arizona Christian. And they're really in a position, Bob, where they're in fifth place, but they have secured a GSAC tournament berth. Okay. Um, and so it's just going to be a question of can they kind of get on a roll here at, uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, volleyball is interesting. My, both my daughters played, and, and it's such a, a, an emotional, kind of momentum-driven sport. I've seen, I've seen teams get hot record notwithstanding run the table um, and we know the talent is there um, and they've they've they're strong enough to have made the gsac tournament so it should be fun to watch and really do still have a lot of players from that team last year that won the program's first gsac title made a run to the national tournament you know talking about jane caesar reagan tate mckenna hafner at libero so the, the talent is there and the experience is there it's just going to be a question of yeah can they can they put a run together here at the end so should we talk about the new sports coming up? Do we have time? We should at least. We got to mention. We it. have to mention. All right, let, let's. Especially with Stephanie coming on. Yeah, later. I mean, we can't. We can't. Uh, that's right. We're kind of locked in, right? So let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, about basketball. Well, a lot of good things going on with basketball. Um, you know, when the when the NAI rankings came out, I think right away it's like okay, we well, you know we have an opportunity to have a really special winter here in Newhall. You've got the men who opened the year in NAI Division One, ranked number two. You've got the women who opened the year ranked number four. Um, and both those teams have, you know, high-level All-American type players. Um, the women have opened in spectacular fashion. Um, head coach Dan Waldeck put together really the, the most difficult schedule he's put together in his eight-plus seasons here, 12-plus seasons here. Um, they opened with Azusa Pacific who is ranked number four in NCAA Division II. Um, lost that one, but played them really tough. Led for three quarters. Played at CSUN, which is an NCAA Division I program, and beat the Matadors. And then went up to a tournament in Northern California and played against Southeastern University, which is ranked number two in NAI Division II, and beat them. So this it really has an opportunity to be a very special team. Obviously, you've got Stephanie Suarez, a returning NAI Division I All-American, first team. You've got Annika Newman, who was honorable mention All-American, and, and their skill sets work so well together because Annika can step outside and hit threes like she did yesterday when she went, or uh, Saturday when she went five for five from three and made all six of her field goals in the game. Um, so really a pretty special group with that women's basketball team. 
And what about the men? They have uh, a, a pretty strong act to follow. Last year was such a successful year. Yeah, I mean, they, they come into this year, and again, the expectations are so high because they've gone 83-14 and 14 over the last three years. And so that happens, and people start to think, like, hey, this is going to happen every single year. Fortunately, they've got the talent to, to back that up and to make another run. Um, you got Stephanie's older brother Tim, Tim Suarez, turning all American, two-time All-American at center, six foot eleven. You've got Brock Gardner, who, in a lot of ways, has kind of been in the shadows the last couple of years. Whether it's behind, you know, because we've talked a lot about Hansel Atencia and Tim Suarez and the, the Lewis Johnsons Lewis. of the world. Um, Brock's a fan, you know, he's six seven. He's one of the most athletic players around. Um, and skilled. And so, you know, you really have an opportunity with, with that front court and a developing back court, which is, has some talent, um, to make another run at, at another GSEC title. So the, how is the men's basketball team going to win its games? Last year, you know, you really looked at the back court. You know, obviously we had the size, but, but the back court, you saw a lot of points coming that, from, that, from that spot. There's turnover in the backcourt, so are you saying this is going to be more of an inside-out team? It's going to look differently, Bob, and it's going to take some time to get there. Um, and I think Coach Calvin Starr is, is aware of that, and he, you know, he's willing to be patient with that because you have guys in that backcourt who are, are great basketball players. You know, you've got Kelvin's son, Jordan. You've got DJ Wilson, who's a veteran transfer. Um, and then you've got some young guys in Anton Mosga and um, Jay Turley. And it's going to take some time for those guys to get there, um, but it is going to look differently this year. The, the star power is definitely in the, the front court, whether it's Tim okay. Suarez, whether it's Michael Taylor. Um, they got a great uh, transfer in Sam Boone. Um, so it is going to look differently, and it's probably going to take a little bit of time for them really to hit their stride, especially on the offensive end. Okay, well, we could talk about the women's basketball team all day, but it'd be a lot more fun to bring a – player in and let this player talk about the women's basketball team for herself. And, and it's not just any player. We're talking about uh, our – let me just make sure I get this right. Six foot six? Six foot six. Six foot six center, gold medal winning from the Pan American Games this year, Stephanie Suarez. All right, so we've got Stephanie Suarez starting center on the women's basketball team with us today. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thanks for inviting me. So, Steph, obviously last year, first team NAI All-American. You guys go all the way to the quarterfinals of, uh, of the NAI tournament. Is that how you expected the, the year to go, or what maybe were your expectations coming into your first coll- uh, collegiate season? Yeah, I didn't know what to expect my first season, and I was just really trying to focus on what my coach, the role he gave me and what he wanted me to do. And as a freshman, it's really hard because you're younger and you're just kind of lost a little bit, but... Um, I think it, he just helped me a lot with being able to know my role for my that first season playing. So I didn't know what to expect, but I feel like now we're pretty ready and we know what to expect for this next season. What I, I think for people who haven't been around this women's basketball team, they probably they might not know. I think it does come out in the court a little bit. But you guys get along as well as any of our teams. I mean, it just looks like you guys are having a blast together. What, what's it been like playing with this group of girls? Yeah, it's a unique team, I'd say. Um, I'm just so blessed that everyone gets along with the coach and with each other. And, yeah, it's just God's been working in everyone's lives. And everyone knows their roles and what they have to do for the team. And I think that's just a really good thing to have in a, in a basketball team. Yeah. 
the fact that everybody gets along so well and you guys are having fun, did that make coming in easier for you as a freshman? Oh, yes, for sure. I came in a little late um, my freshman year, and everyone was just so welcoming, and I just really appreciate that from everyone, yeah. So. so you guys go to the national quarterfinals last year. This year you guys are off to a good start. Obviously you beat CSUN. Um, you beat a really good southeastern team that was ranked number two in NAI Division Two. What What is clicking for you guys right now, you feel like? I think the fact that everyone knows their roles and what they have to do to be able to be a good team and connect with each other is very great. And, like, everyone just gives their effort, all their effort they can when they go in for two minutes, for five minutes. And it's just really cool to see everyone do their best, not just for the coach or for the team, but for the Lord. So obviously this summer you played with the Brazilian women's national team. You guys go down to the Pan American Games and win the gold medal. What was it like playing at that level? Yeah, it was a great experience. I was so thankful to be able to go and be able to be part of that, um, those games. And it's just, it was a really big learning experience. And I was able to learn so much from the older um, ladies on the team. And it's, yeah, it was just amazing. How do you feel like maybe that experience has made you a better player for, for this season coming up with TMU? Um, I think it's helped me a lot. Um, I know that coach puts me has gives me a role of being have, being a scorer, and not just I've learned so much from the girls as they they're really good scorers and just be able to follow them and do exactly as they do and be able to read the defense when they have to and all that stuff. So, so going back even even further, then when you think about making the decision to come to Masters, what what were maybe the deciding factors in choosing to to come to Masters? Um, well, the main was the main one was that this is a Christian environment, and I'm going to build friendship with people who have the same beliefs as me, and it's long life relationships and. I just really wanted to focus on growing spiritually in my own life, not just, you know, listening from my parents, but having my own beliefs and seeing what the Lord gives me and what he has for my plan for my future. And obviously you've got your sister Jessica on the team, who's also 6'3", so you, you've got the 6'6", and you've got the 6'3". What, yes. What's that been like getting to play with Jessica? Oh, she, she helps me so much in practice. We always play against each other. We're always beating each other up. And I think she's just a great help, and she's she's always encouraging, and she's a great basketball player, and she's tough and physical, and yeah. Okay, now I've seen it in person. Will we see you dunk in a game at some point? Hopefully, yes. That is the goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Steph. Thank Good luck the rest me. of the season, and uh, we look forward to watching you. Yeah, thank you so much. Before we get out of here, uh, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the some of the other highlights from the fall. There's, there's are other sports happening and other uh, exciting things to talk about. Uh, yeah, Bob, we've got year two of swim, so we'll dive right into that. Aha, very good. Uh, been working on that for a long time. <laughs> but the women's swim team has already qualified two relays for nationals, so that was a good way to start the year. Yeah. Um, and then on the men's side, we really didn't talk about them a lot last year just because there weren't a lot of guys that were swimming yet, but they've really um, bulked up that roster. And two freshmen, Xavier Gutierrez and Garrett Cargill, have been really impressive so far and are kind of on the verge of hitting NAI qualifying times. And then we've got golf, which has wrapped up for the fall, but that's one of those sports where they have competitions in the fall, but really the, the chips are down in the spring. That's when the championship season is. But the highlight for them is they had Jack Dudek up in a uh, tournament in Lake Tahoe win his first career tournament, which Fantastic. is a big deal, which Fantastic. is great. 
So, so for someone interested in watching the the swim team, swim, is diving as well? Swimming and diving. Swim we team? do have a diver, Courtney okay. Simpson. We have one. Uh, our, we do have our first diver. Okay, so I, I mean, I've I've been on this campus for twenty years. I don't, I don't see a swimming pool yet. So I know they'll go swim. Where where can I go to see them? So they don't have any home events this year. Okay. Um, they've been training over at the Santa Clarita Aquatic Center, okay. um, which is a great facility. Um, they were at the Pepperdine um, swim meet earlier this year. Um, really a pretty impressive schedule, um, but nothing in the Santa Clarita Valley as of this year. So if you're interested, uh, saddle up and bring your, bring your pom-poms. You're going on the road. Absolutely. There's no shame. There's no shame in going on the road to support your team, right? Absolutely. Well, uh, this, is, this has been a, a, a kind of a whirlwind for our first episode here. There's, there's so much to talk about, and, and, I'm, and I'm certain we've, we've left a lot on the table uh, that we probably could talk about. Uh, but this is just the first of, of many. And uh, uh, is there anything, anything that I've left out, anything you want to you throw in before we, before we sign off? Well, I just think it's important to let people know. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at TMU Athletics. And then any home event, any team home event is going to be live streamed. So you have an opportunity to, to watch these teams in action. And that's just gomustangs.com slash watch. Gomustangs.com slash watch. So do you hear that, Mustang Faithful? You are all without excuse. Absolutely. All right. Well, then we will sign off. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we will uh, get back at you real quick. Take it easy.